the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon. Ah, heck, let's just call it good evening and welcome back to our itsy bitsy teensy weensy Saturday evening show. I'm Randy Corpin, your pumped up purveyor of principled, passionate patriotism and so excited to get things going because, man, there is so much to do. But first, there is a little bit of bad news. This is the last wake up with Randy Corcoran for two hours because we will not be here next week. We've got Christmas Eve programming, music and stuff, I think. And then um, I haven't decided what to do on New Year's Eve. It's um, I can do the show, but, you know, it's New Year's Eve. It's the uh, would have been my brother's 67th birthday. And um, and he passed away about 41 years ago now. And so, you know, it's just not a day to come in. Number one. I just don't feel like it. So I probably won't be here, but Lewis and I have been talking about it. We may get together and record some live interviews and put them all together, cobble together some best of some prior interviews over the last few weeks or something special for you. So you'll have my voice, but uh, I will not be in person. But the good news is when we come back on January 7th, we will be picking up that long awaited third hour of the show. And I am very excited about that because Man, I'll tell you what, even on a Saturday night, the the time just gets goes by so fast and there is so much to talk about. And I always feel rushed and never feel like I get, you know, the job done or at least done very well. Of course, I know a lot of people think that that never happens. But um, so very excited. Last show of the year, kind of our farewell to 2022 show. And um, and then we'll be back on January. I think that's the 7th with uh 2023 edition and we'll be back to three hours long and and man oh man i know that just makes some people so happy like oh i don't know republican consultants and um, some people who talk into a microphone and uh, those left-wing corrupt coordinated democrat controlled media machine types who uh, always pick a side and write about it no matter what the real truth is so we're always happy to make them happy and one of those consultant type people, and I don't know if this is the right um, category or characterization for Dick Wadhams, former Colorado State GOP chairman and uh, longtime campaign advisor, and um, he ran the campaign for the last Republican governor here in the state of Colorado. He worked on or ran the campaign for Senator John Thune, who's been in the Senate an awfully long time kind of the backup lapdog to um, Mitch McConnell, who just makes me despise, or I'll tell you what, to flip that around, it just makes me support the term rhino, Republican in name only, more and more and more. And I know Dick will be glad that I've got this extra hour. And one thing, I'm going to, on the next break, I'm going to send out a text to to see if, if Dick wants to talk about this. And if not, or if I don't hear from him, it's very, very short notice. I probably won't talk about it too much 
because I just I don't know what to make of it yet. But I was just provided with some information that Dick Wadhams received over $30,000 from the Coloradans for Affordable Housing Now PAC. I'm sure that's a political action committee. I haven't even I haven't even had a chance to click on the link, look at the organization. But what I know for sure is that was the money behind Proposition 123, which is to take more of your tax money for so-called affordable housing. You know, the cubicle housing, the the uh, crates that they put up for homeless, all of the different uh, variations that that takes. And I would really love to ask him about that. Now, listen, he is an American and a Coloradan and an independent-minded person, and he can he can receive money from or support whatever group or organization he wants to. But um, it's not a very, you know, I was certainly against Proposition 123. I hope you voted no for it. But... Um, uh, it not a very Republican, fiscally conservative, less government, lower taxes, stop subsidizing what you don't want kind of idea. And so I, I'd love to talk to him about that. And when we get to the break here, since I just got my hands in and my eyes into that, my hands on and my eyes into this information, I'll text him and see if he wants to talk about it at all. Maybe I've got it all wrong. And. You know, there's a first time for everything, right? Thank you. All the Merry Christmas wishes that are already coming in. I appreciate that so very much. And um, and we need to do them today because we will not be back here next week. I, Lewis, I hope assume that that means you'll have the night off too, right? You'll have Christmas. Well, you darn well better. I think that holiday programming runs by itself. Lewis Gonzalez has just been, man, they've been cracking the whip on that dude this week. I, I heard about his work days. In fact... I'm going to have to get one of the employment lawyers over at my law firm, I think, to talk to this guy. I don't know. Now, I say that understanding that our law firm yesterday, I was in the middle of a deposition, and the most beautiful, and I mean, this thing is massive. It, it must, it, it's like a boat anchor. It would work as a boat anchor. Well, except it's very soft and tender. Salem delivered to our law firm the most delicious carrot cake I have ever seen. And I was very good. I just, uh, the deposition went on and on. And when it was over, I had just um, one of my staff cut for me a very slim, slim slice. You'd be proud of me, Dr. Julie McAllen, Dr. Tim Watt. It was so good. So I encourage my staff to take big chunks of it home because I'm trying to stay away from all that, you know. And then I walk in here and Blake and... Lewis has already got all the audio done for my show, and and Blake and Lewis are talking uh, in the studio while Mike Boyles is doing his thing. Mike Boyle is doing his thing. And I walk back into the kitchen, and, oh, it's like a cake war zone back there. But not because there's so much uh, cake. There's a couple of, you know, good-looking pieces of and chunks of cake back there. But they're just smeared all over everywhere. It looks like they were dropped off of a building before they were picked up and brought into the kitchen back there. And so I, I don't know what went on. There must have been one heck of a party here at 710 uh, this morning or yesterday or into the day or something. I just don't know. Our phone number is 303-696-1971, 303-696-1971. A couple of things that we certainly want to talk about today are, number one, the January 6th committee. 
having their last live session. And I, I hope that the Republican House continues the January 6th committee and turns it into what it should be, which is a fact-finding mission that gets to the bottom of everything that went on, gets the 14,000 missing hours of videotape out in the public domain so it can be assessed, makes some sense about why some doors were open from the inside and why cops were standing by and waving people in and uh, and why Nancy Pelosi turned down National Guard that was offered by Donald Trump, etc. And by the way, as a special tribute to the January 6th committee, um, I saw on Twitter, which is, man, is on fire right now, that uh, Tucker Carlson did a minor tribute to Illinois Congressman Adam Kinzinger. And um, so we got our hands on a little bit of that audio. He, of course, chose not to run. He saw the writing on the wall for his political career. Probably got a job waiting for him at CNN or over there at MSLSD. And, um, but we do want to say goodbye to Congressman Kinzinger, and, and nobody, I couldn't do it nearly as well as Tucker did. So we'll play some of that for you here in just a little bit. We're going to get to the phones in a minute as well. 303-696-1971. Uh, other thing that we need, oh, before I move on from January 6th and Kinzinger, it appears, and I think I heard, I didn't have the headphones on, but I thought I heard our our uh, CBS News at the top of the hour say that Donald Trump, the J6 committee, will be recommending that Donald Trump be charged with three criminal charges. Insurrection, which is the violent overthrow of the government, as you know, obstructing government operations, as though Donald Trump was over there marching into the Capitol, and conspiracy to defraud the public. What a joke. These are show charges. These are more political moves. No prosecutor, not even this radical, ridiculous special prosecutor that's been appointed is going to be able to make criminal charges like that stick. It would shock me. Although, you know, D.C. grand jury, you could probably get anything out of that. But it would shock me if these actually turn into charges. But if they do, much like the two phony impeachments and and all of the other Russia, 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 collusion, 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 the P-tapes, you remember those? All of that nonsense. None of it is going to stick to Donald Trump because it is nonsense. I've played the recordings many times over the last year from Donald Trump on the day of January 6th, peacefully march over to the Capitol. The lie that he did nothing for, what was it, an hour and a half? I, I forget the timeline now. When, in fact, he put out comments and put out tweets within minutes and on and on and on. But we will enjoy the, oh, perhaps unintentional retirement of Adam Kinzinger uh, via Tucker Carlson in just a few minutes. We will also talk to or listen to, well, no, we won't listen to, well, <laughs> I got so many things for you and we've only got two hours to do it. Um, we will listen to Donald Trump um, because we've got some audio that Lewis put together for me that is just fantastic. Donald Trunk, Trump punked, Trump punked, say that three times, Donald Trump punked the entire world on Thursday. And I'll tell you how I found out about it when we get to that part of the story. And then um, I definitely want to talk to you about the RNC leadership race because uh, you probably heard, I know Tucker did something on this. I didn't watch it. Um, I've seen... Mark Levin and others who went really went to town on these reports of out-of-control spending, unnecessary or ineffective, inefficient, uh, not valuable spending by Ronna McDaniel and the RNC. 
And uh, as always is the case, there is another side to that story. I have been bombarded, bombarded by uh, emails in support of Harmeet Dillon for the RNC chair. Much, much fewer emails in support of Mike Lindell. And literally no emails in support of Ronna McDaniel. And uh, except from people inside the 168. And when I say the 168, if you don't know, I'm the Republican National Committee man, the RNC, the the governing body of the national GOP, is made up of 168 men and women. One committee man and one committee woman from each state, and then the chair of each state party. So in Colorado, if you're interested in influencing this race, you need to contact me, Vera Ortegon, the Republican National Committee woman, and the current chair of the Colorado State GOP, Christy Burton-Brown, we're the voting members that will help make that decision the last full week in January. And Harmeet Dillon, at her request, was on the show with us. Was that last week, Lewis, or maybe the week before now? It goes so fast. I think it was last week because last week we had the Guinness Book of World Record holder uh, and we kept moving people around, and Harmeet was going to call and then got delayed. And, yeah, we got her right at the last of the show. It was a great interview, and I love Harmeet. Uh, our law firm has worked with her law firm and in, in getting information, learning, getting up, up to speed on uh, things that weren't a part of our practice, you know, before COVID anyway. And, uh, and I just think she's terrific. But I am not endorsing anybody yet because the facts need to come out. And so I want to share some information that I learned about the spending at the RNC. I think that will be useful for you. So all of those things are ahead if you stick around. Before we go to a break, though, we need to at least get to Holly. Holly and Aurora, thanks for waiting. Welcome to the show. No problem. Yeah, I just wanted to say to Tanya and you, uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And um I also wanted to uh let you know that um oh there was there's a lot and everything that you're wanting to talk about today. Now I did want to ask you though, um on the three hours in January, is that gonna be from five to eight or how is that gonna run? Yep, it's gonna be the old Jimmy Sangenberger slot and uh the full okay. three hours from five to eight. Okay. Because I've got a couple of ideas that I want to run past you, but they can wait until after the new year. (laughs) Well, I I love that idea. And and here's something I think I'm going to do, because I've been learning, and I I never had any idea about this, but the podcasts for this show do very, very well. And and so I want to – and I've had people call, even just this week, I've had people – uh, text on my cell phone or in conversation say, man, you know, I, I miss you in the mornings. I try and catch you Saturday night. It's hard. And I tell them, man, go grab those podcasts. No commercials. Those numbers, you know, help me look good, which is a good thing. And I think I may actually, for the very first time, try to market this show a little bit next year with social media and other okay. things okay. and see if we can really, um, you know, drive some energy to Saturday nights here on 710 KNUS. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. And I and I've got a couple of ideas that well, you know, I mean, if I'm going to be your um VP for your fan club, I've got to, you know, come up with some uh, some ideas. Well, Holly, I sh- if that's true, I should probably get some contact information so I know how to get a hold of you. You know, uh, you know we're kidding. Of course. You know that that that's a tease, but yeah. anyway, it's just fun. So, but um and tell your family, tell your uh, your children and your grandchildren 
to have a great Christmas. And uh, probably Tanya's just going to have to see if she can't control that little three-year-old grandchild of yours, (laughs) because clearly it's not going to happen from Grandpa. Uh, Grandpa's never going to get him controlled. (laughs) No, we just stick him on his motorcycle and then say, hey, can you catch up? Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> but ac- actually, Holly, as long as you brought up grandkids, tomorrow is, you yeah. know, got three grandsons now and uh, a number four grandchild. We don't know the sex yet. Or can you say mm-hmm. that? The gender. Yeah. Or the non-identified, soon to be identified, yeah. possibly whatever. changing gender, whatever it's going to be. <laughs> um, we got number four in the hopper. So we're very excited. Oh, yeah. And number one grandson has his fourth birthday party tomorrow. So just an exciting weekend oh, wow. for the Corcoran family. And I will pass all that along. Have have we ever met? I You sound familiar no. to me. Okay. No, no. I, well, I call all the time. Well, good. <laughs> well, I don't well, know about that. But anyway, <laughs> but I, I do think I have a couple of really good ideas. And I think the listeners are going to like it, too. And uh, it could really grow. Well, yeah, I just saw I just saw a text I from didn't know. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll look forward to hearing that and I just got a text or saw a text from Alexa. Um as okay. I mentioned, we won't be here next week for Christmas Eve and then New Year's Eve we're going to do a best of or do some interviews and and play them or whatever yeah. and and Alexa said you should do an interview with Raheem Kassam since he doesn't work on Saturdays. Would love his thoughts on Twitter and journalists Alexa. Steve Reams, sheriff of Weld County, wrote, you need to do a show all about hot rods just for fun. I love that idea. Do you have any ideas for the pre-recorded New Year's Eve show, like someone you'd like to have interviewed and or uh, something like that? Hmm, I don't know. Well, give it some thought. Um, Call back in and let yeah. uh, let Lewis know. Always, always Lauren Bobert. Always, you know, if she's got something going on. That, that for Christmas and stuff, if she's got something to say, that would be terrific. But it, that might not be possible. Well, so. yeah, she and I are, are friends, so it's pretty easy to get her on. We have her on live, you know, a fair amount. And, yeah. uh, and especially when I was doing three hours in the morning, we had her on quite a bit. So I'll, I will, in fact, I'm going to start a list right now. Anybody who's oh, okay. texting the studio, 710-CAN-US, <laughs> text the studio or callers today, let me know who we ought to put together for a pre-recorded New Year's Eve Wake up with Randy Corcoran, the very last two-hour show here on 710 KNUS. And you know what? That'll be great because, you know, the New Year's uh, programming on both on TV and radio is pretty slim. I mean, it's really not worth much. So if if you're a person that doesn't spend your time out drinking and what have you, um, it'll be it'll be fun to do something like that. So if you want to do that, that'll be cool. Boy, those drinking days are so far gone for me on New Year's <laughs> me Eve. Me too. Oh, Lord. I'm a recovered alcoholic. I don't go there anymore. <laughs> well, God bless you for that, Holly. And thank you so much. You yeah. really made me feel good, and I'll talk to you in the new year. Thank you so very you much. You bet. All right. Holly's line is open, 303-696-1971. Everybody else on the phone, sit tight, because we are way late on our very first break at 525. You're listening to Wake Up with Randy Corcoran, 710-KNUS. Now, I do love me some Montrose, but I think I'm going to find a better Montrose song than that. In the, I mean, that's a great one, but there are a couple that uh, they bring back some serious rock and roll memories for this kid this former kid this it's long a time since i've been a kid kid um that may be another thing for uh 2023 we are going to personally take charge of my favorite rock and roll 
bumper music for this show. Now, you know, like most New Year's resolutions, <laughs> you just you never get to them because you've got too much going on. But regardless, we're sure good to have you here. Text messages are pouring in. Lots of Merry Christmas wishes. We appreciate that so much. Um, here's one about my wife. Seems to be on a really good path to recovery. Man, we are a roller coaster in there, um, Richard. It's just a roller coaster right now. And not a good day today. We had a good day yesterday. So prayers are appreciated. I will just tell you the spirit is strong and uh, we're very happy. We love our grandchildren. I'm sure she'll be able to attend the grandbaby number number one grandson fourth birthday party tomorrow. We keep hoping so. Um, here's a good idea. How about an interview of Carrie Lake? Yeah, I want to talk about Carrie Lake, the uh, Arizona elections, a couple of other court rulings that I've meant to bring up over the last few weeks and just never got around to, at least maybe one big one that happened in Pennsylvania before the election. But before we do that, let's get back to the phones with Diane in Littleton. Thanks for waiting, Diane. Welcome to the show. Hi, Randy. How are you tonight? I am so good. I just, uh, we're very excited about number one grandson's fourth birthday party tomorrow. Unbelievable. Well, congratulations. Um, you and I spoke, uh, I don't know, maybe a couple of years ago. You're the one that, um, Stole the uh, Corvette I was supposed to win uh, many, many, many years ago. Can we tell that story again? Because I'm sure there's plenty of people who've never heard it. Well, you can you can tell it if you would like to. But, I, I um, will. Yeah, I will do that after. Well, why don't you, I'll have you stick on so you can tell people just why you hated me for so many decades. <laughs> <laughs> but well, but let's because, hear what let's uh, hear what you had to say. What you called for first. Well. Um, really, um, I was just trying to understand what the process was uh, as far as um, how you all go about electing the new RNC uh, chairperson. Yeah, it's just simply a secret vote, the 168. Um, I don't know if... Pro- I mean, but, but do you all, like, take uh, input from um, the people in the Republican? Republican Party, or how does that work? Well, I sure do. I mean, I, I was elected by the uh, by the bonus members and, and delegates of the Republican State Party, and mm-hmm. uh, about 4,300 or so voters, I think, in that bunch. I may be off by a few hundred one way or the other. So, and I created a special email, R-B-C-F-O-R Colorado, R-B-C for Colorado, that I I created when I ran for Republican National Committee man. And so I, you know, give that out regularly and and I've gotten oh man, um well over 100 emails. Now I think some of these come from out of state, you know, there are serial emailers or somebody hears someone on War Room or on Fox News and and they say, you know, find your state folks and email them. And uh, so I I've been bombarded but a lot of Coloradans have texted me or emailed me or left messages even at my law firm about uh, who okay. to support in this race. What's your opinion? Um I you know honestly I think it's probably time for a change. And and that's just how I personally feel. Sure. Well let let me talk this through a little bit. I know there's a there's a left-wing web rag that made some comment because Harmeet Dillon was on the show. Um, what's mm-hmm. it called? Uh, it's it's um, the Colorado Recording Times or something like that. And um, Jason Saltzman's old thing. Uh, Peter Boyle's friend, Jason Saltzman, the guy who uh, was part of putting together a 
contest that if you could pick the birth hospital for Barack Hussein Obama, you could go to Hawaii and and visit it, and then they could never give away a prize because they could never prove, you know, which hospital he was born. Anyway, um, he's behind that that uh, left wing news aggregator, and they put up a piece that said, "I I seem to be indicating support for Harmeet just because I had her on my show." And I've really tried to let people know that I'm I'm waiting, I'm listening, I want to hear from people, I want to um, let some more facts come well, out. And I think she's uh, actually pretty impressive. She's, and, she sure uh, is. Um, so that that would be what I would lean towards. But let, let me just give you a little pushback, not as an advocate one way or the other, but because more facts keep coming out, and it's fascinating. I'm, but this might be a good idea. Maybe I'll get Ronna McDaniel. Um, and we'll record. I'm going to make a. I'm going to make a note of that. Get Rana and maybe get Harmeet. Maybe get Lindell. Get all three of them for an interview for a best of. Wake up uh, with Randy Corcoran on New Year's Eve. Um, but anyway, the my affection for Harmeet is uh, is because while I met her, you know, as Republican National Committee woman from California, and then learned about her amazing law firm and her civil rights work and election and vaccine and business operations during COVID and, and just uh, tremendous work that she does. Um, so I have that, you know, that great respect for her. Uh, but I, uh, having her on the show and letting her make her pitch and talking about, you know, the things that she's great at and everything doesn't mean that I've come down in support of her. That One of the things that's bothered me about Ronna McDaniel is that this will be her fourth term. She pledged to run for three terms. When she ran last time, she said, look, and Donald Trump endorsed her. She was um, elected by acclamation. We didn't even have to hold a vote, no opponent. And, uh, and But she said it was going to be her last, last term. I think it's important to you know, honor those pledges. So that's been a bother. But let me tell you some new news that came out this week. Red State released a report uh, or a, a, released a story that broke down RNC spending and they focused on private jets and lavish parties and just all kinds of stuff. And Ronna McDaniel came out and defended it and said, you know, this, this is a hit piece and explained an awful lot of things, including the fact that a lot of that party money, a lot of that private jet money was at the request of the Donald Trump White House. Because Donald Trump did not want taxpayers to pay for his Christmas parties, his Easter egg rolls, other things like that. If uh, Donald Trump was to be flown somewhere to raise money for a candidate or for the RNC and, you know, Donald Trump's presence raises a million dollars, you don't fly him there on Delta. You know, you fly him there on a private jet. And so those were some of the explanations. And um, just... Gosh, yesterday, I think, might have even been, well, it might have been Thursday night, but just very, very recently, a uh, the spokeswoman, the campaign director, current campaign director and chief of staff for Donald Trump, Susie Wilds, came out and said this, and listen to this quote, and then I'll get your comment on it. Much of the spending currently being discussed in the RNC leadership race came at the direction of the White House. Those spreading falsehoods are doing so to use this as a weapon against Ronna McDaniel are being misleading and disingenuous. So what do you think about that? Well, you know, quite honestly, I'm not like paying too much attention to 
uh, where they're spending the money and that type of thing. Uh, but what I I do think is that the Republican Party has got to do a better job of uh, getting the vote out. And um, well, uh, let me just respond. You know, let me uh, just go ahead. She's had a long time to uh, coordinate that. Yeah. And, um, for whatever reasons, and uh, I don't spend a huge amount of time on it, um, but I think that something's got to change because the Democrats obviously are doing something a lot better. Well, and so, Diane, let me just uh, respond to that. And this is why I'm keeping an open mind right now, because I love Harmeet, and, but there's a lot of things I don't know. You know, it's only my first couple of years on the RNC, so I'm not inside all the inner workings and all of that just yet. But um, as far as getting out the vote, the Republicans won the popular vote in the 2022 midterm election. We had three and a half million more votes than the Democrats did. That is in huge part as a result of RNC turnout efforts. Donald well, Trump. Randy, why, why do they keep losing? Why do we always keep losing? Well, let's talk about Arizona. I mean, we've got we've got a stacked deck in in just actually having an election for one. Uh, you know, Mitch McConnell and his ilk come out and say we need better quality candidates. But people uh, but these people who ran in New Hampshire, the general uh, Herschel Walker um, the doctor, uh, Dr. Oz, th- those are highly accomplished people, uh, who were good candidates, good human beings, incredible track records of success, and they lost to incumbents. It's very, very rare and hard to beat an incumbent Senator. So, I mean, there's just a whole lot of moving pieces. And as much as I'd like to just decry, you know, the RNC blew it. Republicans suck. We got to do better everywhere we look. Um, there's a lot more to it than just that. And so that's why I'm keeping my powder dry and very, very interested in hearing from people like you and, and what you think. Because it's clear to me from the, you know, 70 or 80 percent of the emails I'm getting in support of Harmeet versus Lindell and and virtually none for Brana except from, you know, sort of insiders, um, that that is where the grassroots are at. And I understand it. And uh, um and I may come down that way, but I want to get to the bottom of it first. And if this, if these are lies about the spending of the RNC coming out of Harmeet's campaign, that would bother me some. How about you? Um, probably. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I would like to always hear the truth. You bet. Unfortunately, that's pretty tough to uh, get these. You know, <laughs> Ain't that these the days. truth? Fortunately, I've got almost six weeks to to before the vote and. Uh, um, it's going to give me a chance to hear from a lot of people, but also hear from uh, all the campaigns of the people who want to replace her. So that's what I'm going to do. And, and Diane, thank you so much for the call. Be very. Um, uh, d- did you? Let's see. Did you give me a suggestion for a interview on the best of on New Year's Eve? Um, no, I did not. Do you have I, one? Uh, the only other thing I had said is that. Um, I'm still mad at you for uh, oh the, the car. car my God the car can you stay on hold because we have to tell the car story it's such a good story <laughs> okay all right we're gonna stick you back on hold and we're gonna take a break three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one's the number this is the story of the Corvette that got away <clears throat> from Diane when we return on seven ten K in U S. I wasn't sure if we were going to get to some vocal there from Rod Stewart and Faces, but, 
Well, we didn't. We just ran out of time. But welcome back. Good to have you here. Man, the first hour of the show has flown by. Merry Christmas to everybody. I'm Randy Corcoran. It is the last show, live show of the year. As uh, next week will be Christmas music, Christmas programming, and then uh, New Year's Eve is always a day I usually keep to myself because that's my brother's birthday. And we lost him back in 1982, so it's just uh, kind of a special day. And and uh, I don't know anybody's going to want to be listening anyway, but I hope so because great ideas from the listeners. We are going to put together some live interviews. We'll have to talk to Kelly, work this all out. Lewis, I imagine, will help. And um, and we'll just do a bunch of live interviews and then you know record them and then put them together and uh, have some people that maybe you don't hear from very often here on the heck. I haven't been doing guests since moving to this time slot very often. And so far on the list is Lauren Boebert, Raheem Kassam, Carrie Lake, Rana McDaniel, Harmeet Dillon, Mike Lindell. If there's anybody else that you would like to be in consideration for some special New Year's Eve interviews on the New Year's Eve Wake Up with Randy Corcoran, just uh, text them to the studio or give us a call at 303-696-1971. Before we go back to Diane, um, Alexa pointed out that it's the Colorado Times Recorder. But uh, we could just call it the Saltzman Rag or the Saltzman Colorado Inquirer because they wouldn't know the truth if it smacked them in the face. Well, they definitely, let's just put it this way, they come from a left view. And they do these little hit pieces that then show up on political ads as, re- as reported in the Colorado Times. It's a nice little racket. We really need Republicans. We need money to put together the same kind of organizations that support each other and make things look like real news and um, be thinking more strategically for future elections, I think. But before we get back to politics, it was, and Diane can help me, um, Diane called the show, gosh, I think we were doing 6 to 9 a.m. back the first time Diane let me know um, the history that she and I have together. And uh, we've got her back now. Diane, before I go into the tale, um, this was right before Christmas in 1984. And I looked at a calendar on the break. The Saturday before Christmas was December 22nd. Do you you think it was the Saturday before Christmas or was it a Saturday earlier than that? Do you remember? I, I, I honestly, Randy, I don't remember. For some reason, I think it was a little bit earlier than that, but All I right. know it was well, December. Well, it would have been the 15th then, because I know it was getting close to Christmas. And, and um, definitely on a Saturday. Yeah, and 1984, so that's 16, that's 38 years ago. And, right, uh, and I'm still mad. <laughs> I was living in Commerce City and uh, doing my car business. I think I was going to Metro State College. Um part-time, like, you know, once a class a semester. took me 10 years to get two years of college credit. But um, I think I was done with radio. I'd done a little bit of um, music radio for about 18 months and decided that was not going to be my career. But I was a big fan of, uh, you know, just the FM music and KBPI, which at that time was 105.9. They've moved around the dial a little bit, but it was 105.9 KBPI. And a a classic rock jock, old Denver name that uh, anybody who's been around here since kid time, like I have, um, would recognize, Pete McKay, was filling in for the regular morning host. And I'll have to think of what his name was in a minute. Um, But regardless, they had this uh, contest going on. It was called uh, Keys for Cars. 
So every month they were picking a new dealer and a different kind of car to give away. And this particular year, for the end of the year, December of 1984, they were giving away a brand new 1985 Corvette. And so, and the deal was, you didn't even have to take a car that you got to, if you won, you could factory order the car any way that you wanted it. So the way it worked, do you want to tell people how it worked, Diana, or am I doing a good job? Is Does it hurt too much? <laughs> no, but you're doing a great job. Go ahead. So the way it worked is that if they'd announce the song of the day at the beginning of the day, and then the deal was if you heard the song of the day, you had to be the caller that they announced, you know, be the sixth caller, be the tenth caller, whatever. And if you were the right caller, you would get a key. So I decided I was going to play on this contest because you know how it is in radio contests. You can never get through. It's always a busy signal. So I set up my, my home phone. We still had home phones in those days. I set up the speed dial to call the studio at, um, at KBPI. And all of a sudden, Pete McKay comes on, and I don't remember for the life of me what the song was that morning. But he had, it was the song of the day, and he said, you know, here's the song, um, Caller 10. Uh, you'll be a winner. So I hit speed dial, and lo and behold, Pete McKay picks up the phone on the other side, and he, see, he said, KBPI, you're number three. Try again. And it might have been four or five. I forget. But I hung up, and I hit redial, and I couldn't believe it. I got through as caller number 10. So that was the first miracle, because getting through once is hard. Getting through twice on the same route, you know, run of the contest is virtually impossible. So they gave away 60 keys. We all met, including Diane, who loves me very much, has forgiven me. We met there. Yeah. We we met there at the old Burt Chevrolet on Broadway in the showroom, and it was a nice day. Um, it was warm. I remember the top being off of the car in the uh, in the showroom there. Beautiful red Corvette with a gold cloth interior, and t tops were off. And uh, it was a four uh, four speed, maybe a five speed. Gosh, it's been a long time. It was a manual shift, and Joe Myers. What was the other? Uh, what was the other DJ? Um, oh, I loved his voice. Loved his work. Joe Myers. Uh, do you remember his name? Uh, I I just remember her. Okay. Well, I remember her because she had her hands all over me that day. But um, <laughs> so we get there, and there are sixty keys in one bucket and sixty names in the other bucket. So you're like, you know, this is random as can, random can be. And what they would do is they'd reach into one bucket, they'd pull out a name, and they that person would come up and pick out one key and try the key in the ignition. And if it started the car, they got to take it home. And so my name came up number 14. And I, I thought, oh, man, it's too early. There's so many keys in there. And I walked up there, and big smile, and, and the, the, the jock, I, gosh, dang it, I can't remember his name. And Joe Myers, they're like, yeah, you know, hey, you're going to do it. You know, they're egging everybody on. And so I reach into the bucket and I pull out two keys and I rub them together and I drop one back in. And just imagine if I'd have dropped the wrong one because I'd have never known it. I got into that car and uh, Joe Myers came over and got down next to me. The door left the door open. She got down. She put her hands on my legs and she said, hold that clutch in. And I pushed the clutch in, stuck that key in, and damn if that Corvette didn't light up. 
And I got to yep, tell you, you ruined the rest of my year, Diane. I looked around and there were people, you know, people started clapping, but I looked around. There were some really angry people because they never even got to grab a key. And you were one of them. That would be me. (laughs) You poor thing. Do you you know that was videotaped and I recorded Hill Street Blues over that videotape accidentally? I never punched the tabs. (laughs) No, I don't know. Um, All I know is I, you know, left and jumped in the car with my roommate at the time and we went to Fort Collins and partied up at CSU (laughs) for the rest of the weekend. How did you get your key? Um, Do you remember? Did you have... Was it just luck? Did you have to get in twice like I did, or did you just manage to get uh, in one time? Um, I think I redialed several times, but um, I ended up being, I don't know what number it was yeah. that day, but um, yep, same thing as you did. Well, I am sorry that I broke your heart. I will tell you that my girlfriend, I had this real beautiful little girlfriend. She was a model, and, and um, uh, I had met her at Metro State, and... My neighbor got mad because she thought I was dating a girl that was too young for a man my age and didn't realize that, you know, she was my age as well just because she was little. And um, and we were in a fight that day, so she didn't come. <laughs> and <laughs> It was several days before I saw her again because I was too busy driving that car around, you know. But, well, um, I think my roommate was just uh, mad because I made her get out of bed early. So did you guys have you did you guys drive down from Fort Collins for the contest? Oh no, uh, oh, okay. we both uh, we're both uh, Kennedy uh, High School girls, ah. and uh, uh, just you know living in an apartment, and um, we were going to go to Fort Collins anyway, and so yeah, it was disappointing, but you know we got in the car and drove to Fort Collins. And had a good weekend. Well, I noticed that but you didn't I, um, come I, I over and wish never, me luck. Uh, forgiven you. Yeah, well, no, you never. You well, didn't come over and, and congratulate me either that day. Um, probably not. <laughs> and so, was it? Did I tell that story on the air, and you were just listening to the show, and that's what had you call in years ago? Yes, actually, you did. Wow. And I was just sitting there listening to it go, and I cannot believe that. <laughs> not. I'm not listening to that idiot again. He took my Corvette. Yeah, that was uh, that was a hell of a day, man. Well, and by the way, what what in a lifetime kind of thing? Yeah, and you know, I I was too anxious. Uh, you know, I'm a car guy from the time I was a little boy, and um, you're, the win allowed you to actually factory order a car. And I told him, I said, "Well, do I have to order a car, or can I just take this one home?" I know. And, I remember you said you just took. Uh, yeah, took that one home. I did, and it was the only thing it was missing was the Z fifty one suspension pack, which I got on my next one, and it wasn't a leather car. And I, I always thought cloth was better, but I'm a big fan of leather interiors now. So, um, so it wasn't it wasn't the high well, end it one. It was a fun story. It was. I really appreciate you sticking around and reminding me about all that. I just got a big smile on my face today. I don't know why, but thank you so much, Diana. No. Merry Christmas and well, God bless. I, Merry, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thank you so much, ma'am. I hope you'll call in in the new year. All right. Maybe I could give her a ride in my Ferrari and make it up to her. What do you think, Lewis? I should have offered that before we let her go. All right, man, is that the music in the background already? It sure is. 5.58. Okay, second hour. Got a lot of audio for you. Phone lines are wide open now, 303-696-1971. Who would you like us to interview for the... um, New Year's Eve show that's going to be pre-recorded 
making a list right now. A whole lot to tell you about Donald Trump, man. He punked everybody on Thursday of this week. We'll get started on that and so much more when we return here on 710 KNUS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.